play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And we're SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining. This is episode 111. 111. Lucky number. (laughs) Triple One, thanks for joining on Triple One. Uh, We are SLC Punkcast, a punk rock review, reviewing and critiquing all genres and subgenres of punk music. Uh, A lot of new music coming out. Just came out and coming out. Anything that you're looking forward to, Eric, I'll, I'll let, hit you up. I always ask you after <laughs> I run over the list, is there something maybe that I haven't even thrown on this list or something come out recently or something that's coming out that you're looking forward to? Well, something uh, that's coming out on this list um, would probably be the uh, Power Beer album. I'm excited to hear how that's going to turn out. And also, I'm kind of interested to hear how Strung Out is going to go with their new record, Songs of Armor and Devotion. Right. And also Off of Their Heads. I really love hearing Off of Their Heads. I love hearing what they're putting out next. They always have such a always have such a fun sound. And I remember we played them like an episode or two ago, and I was really digging what was what was coming out of the speakers. Right? Yeah. It's good stuff. That Be Good album, uh, I'm looking forward to. Those guys out of Minneapolis, they know how to do it. Yeah. All right. The list... As it is, Knock Off this just came out with You Get One Life, July 26th, Death Before Dishonor, Unfinished Business, July 26th. I still need to hear that one. Much the same with Everything is Fine, July 26th, Gimp Fist with Blood, July 26th, Drunk Tank, Return of the Infamous Four, July 26th, Protagonist with Killing Field Single on July 26th, Sanction with Broken in Refraction, July 26th, Swift Knuckle Solution came out with a single one wrong step also on july 26th very busy day july 26th was then from brazil we have bravur with the self-titled ep july 27th alerta gorgoria with amets gaito barberhutu arte that's spanish or catalonian or basque one of those they're from over there in spain uh, that's July 29th. That's cool. I've already heard it. Looking forward to playing that on something else later. Uh, Gone Rogue came out with the Gone Rogue EP on August 2nd. Gen Y released another single. They've been doing some singles. That's a cool single. It's called Got Your Back on August 2nd. Killer Hearts released the Killer Hearts EP on August 2nd. Suede Razors with The Bobber and The Glory also on uh, August 2nd. And that's a single. Just in time, a lot of those uh, releases, the Suede Razors and this next one, and even the one after uh, for Rebellion Festival, that was this last weekend, uh, Suede Razors were there, and then a bunch of these bands for the No Borders uh, four-way split between a couple of Brazilian bands and UK bands, Resistance 77, Drongos for Europe, Subalternos, and Fibonatis. Fibonatis? Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, Four Past Midnight, finally released... Withered Roses, that's an EP, August 3rd. Uh, the Vaughn Tramps released Suns Out, Strung Out yesterday. That's an EP. They got some shows coming up uh, for releasing that new EP. The Square Shapes just released today after the fact. You can go find uh, the CD. I don't think it's uh, digital yet, but you can go find the CD. Power Beers coming out this Thursday, 
with Salvation in Inebriation. We're going to talk a little bit more about them when we talk about the touring band. The Shame is releasing the album Friendly August 9th. That's in time for the Frontline Fest, which is going to be this weekend. I'm heading to Frontline Fest, and so is The Shame. And The Shame is going to be selling that album there. They said they're picking it up on their way to the festival. Sweet. Get your hands on it. That's right. Royal Hounds has God Bless the Royal Hounds coming out on August 9th. Eric talked about Strung Out's Songs of Armor and Devotion. It's coming out August 9th. Guilt Trip with River of Lies August 9th. Hans Gruber and the Diehards with Hans Gruber and the Diehards 2. <laughs> August 9th. Bricks and Mortar uh, is releasing Poison Words August 12th. They have a pre-order, 25 bucks, gets you a shirt, the CD, stickers, patch, a bunch of stuff like that. So go to the Bandcamp page if you want to get that pre-ordered. Fun. Off with their heads. Coming out August 16th, Be Good is the name of the album. And finally, for this time, it's Reckless Upstarts with Glory, also August 16th. A lot of new stuff, still a lot of new stuff yet to come for this month. Long-winded there. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much. Uh, speaking of new music, though, instead of listening to me talk so much, why don't you talk, Eric, about your new pick, so I picked the uh, latest from the uh, Virginia Grindcore band Pig Destroyer. The song The Cavalry came out on the uh, Decibel Flexi Disc series um, earlier this year, way earlier, back in uh, February 27th. Now, uh, if you've been following Pig Destroyer, they released an album last year. It was the uh, uh, the album Headcage, and a bit of a different approach. They kind of went more for uh, towards the chuggy kind of a uh, metalcore sound as opposed to uh, they're just straightforward bashing grindcore sound. But with the Cavalry, the, it kind of goes back more to that uh, grindcore approach with just blast beats and these uh, vocals that just scream and drown everything out in the best way possible. And But also still kind of have their slower parts. So kind of working on both ends here. And I really like the song. It's a fucking banger. Eric, why don't you describe the difference between grindcore and metalcore? Once you said that, you know, I'm not as familiar with those formats, so what's the difference? Well, grindcore in 
in probably its most simple terms is uh, trying is in the same way that hardcore punk is presented, like early hardcore punk, trying to get your uh, message and your song out as fast as possible, which means like little to no production value, and you know just the wearing every human inaccuracy on its sleeve. So. And Grindcore was kind of the same way. It was kind of the uh, punk version of uh, death metal, which was like, we're going to have really guttural vocals, really like fast pummeling riffage, and just distorted guitars. And the songs are going to be 30 seconds long. So this song is actually kind of the, uh, uh, probably the longer, one of their longer songs. Like it's about two and a half, almost three minutes. Whereas a normal Pig Destroyer song, this was released uh, 10 years ago. This would account for maybe four songs. Right here, <laughs> like they're about, yeah, they're they're about as uh, a quarter long as this one was, right? And metalcore, you know, also coming from uh, the punk world, you know, the uh, the blend of hardcore and punk, uh, especially in the especially in the '90s, this was taking elements of like uh, thrash metal and uh, also bits of uh, death metal, and really kind of uh, laying in with the uh, old school hardcore sound. And back when metalcore was really coming about, it was like the crossover stuff. It was bands like uh, the Chromags and Suicidal Tendencies. But then in the 90s, it kind of went into a different realm with Earth Crisis and Snapcase and your early Victory Records bands. And then Hatebreed came in and kind of solidified what the blueprint for metalcore would all be, which is like, Fast, kind of chuggy guitars, you know, not really wearing a lot of frills, not riddled with solos or really even fast songs. It was just about how heavy you could really make it. Nice. That's cool. I like Haybreed. Oh, I I love them. Yeah. (laughs) Great band. Uh, Pig Destroyer, that was a cool one. Uh, That Decibel Flexi Disc series, was that something that uh, you'd come across or how'd you come across this track? Uh, I came across it on the. as most people do nowadays through the internet, <laughs> I was—I uh, think it came up on like their uh, Facebook page or uh, Decibel's Instagram page. It was something like that. They advertised, "Hey, we got a new article because a new Pig Destroyer song came out, and it's going to be released in the next issue on our little flexi discs." So, and of course, they linked it up to a SoundCloud and played the track for us. And that's that's really how I discovered it. I listened to it a couple times, didn't really revisit it until just this last week. I kind of did a deep dive into Pig Destroyer's catalog, as I do with most bands, because they're they're really quite an amazing band for what for what they were. Like they got a lot of uh, gory stuff in there. They got a lot of uh, a lot of really grimy, really kind of unsettling albums and themes and songs and whatnot, but. Their instrumentation is really on point. It's not just simple like blast beats and uh, distorted guitars. You can tell they actually put some thought into them as well. And I feel like they put a lot of thought in this one. It's a little, I think it will be a little long for uh, most diehards. You know, just saying how long are these blast beats are going to go on for? But <laughs> you know, hopefully they hopefully they pull it back and bring it to like a shorter, uh, shorter demographic. But before we get here with the cavalry, uh, it's not a bad taste to start right. off on. I think that album uh, that they released last year, say September maybe, maybe it's October, was right around there. And so this track came out a few months later as a single uh, on that. You know, it wasn't on the previous album, so not a previous release. Some bands do that. Some bands will, 
you know, like whatever inspired them and they create something and it just doesn't fit. And maybe that was this circumstance. It just didn't fit with, like you said, kind of what par for the course is for pig destroyers. So yeah. opportunity came along, like, here we go. It really doesn't fit with what we normally do, but we liked it. So let's put it out. Maybe that's the case. Yeah. I think that was the, I think that was the idea. Cause it's like, uh, for whatever reason, it may have not have, May have not have been a decent, oh, excuse me, a decent addition to the Head Cage album, or it wouldn't have fit with the theme, because they do have a very thematic element in all of their albums. So, but I like the fact that they still found a way to release it. <laughs> nice. Well, it was cool. Uh, if you want to get that yourself, again, uh, as Eric told you, Decibel Flexi Disc series. You can go find it online. You can listen to it, or just re-listen to this episode. Rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we're going to play a band called Long Shot Odds. And Long Shot Odds, they're from Columbia, South Carolina. Dying Scene, if you follow Dying Scene, if you read stuff on Dying Scene, these guys are out on Dying Scene Records. Let's put that out there. But Dying Scene said this album was going to be one of the best albums of the year. This was just released July 2nd, so a month ago. Uh, the album's called Circle the Drain. Uh, you can go check this out on Longshot Odds Bandcamp page. You can go find it on Dying Scene Record or Dying, Dying Scene's website. Or again, like I said, just re-listen to this episode. This is Longshot Odds. Let's take a listen to the song called It. Bass solo, you gotta like that, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> gotta give the low end some love. So, you've heard it. That's the name of the track. If you want to go hear the rest of the album, Circle Drink, go to the Bandcamp page. And you can check it out. And then you can decide if Dying Scene is on point, saying this is going to be one of the best albums of the year. We're only about the, you know, a little past midway point. There's a lot more yeah. to come. And I, there's a lot more that I know that's coming out. But I think it was, it was good. What do you, what do you, what's your thoughts of Long Shot Odds? 
Well, long shot odds. They're not bad. I, I, the I, towel I like track it. is funny. <laughs> That's it. What's it's, it called? It. That's it. what it's called. <laughs> it. Uh, yes. But yeah, I like what I'm hearing. I like the I like the guy's voice. Yeah, got, I do too. Gets a very uh, got a very old cool old uh-huh. old school vibe to it. I agree. It's just kind of like that uh, nasally, but also kind of a gurgly voice. Like he's got something stuck in his throat. <laughs> It reminded me yeah. of a band from the 90s. I just can't picture the band. So when you said that, it you know, brought me back to what I was thinking when I first heard it as well. I know. I was, I was trying to go through the Rolodex of all the 90s bands that I have in my head, and I just couldn't put my finger on which one they sounded like the most. I guess it would kind of be old school Flatliners type thing. but Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, one more new track. Uh, this band is called Mala Vista. They're from Brooklyn. They just released an EP. Uh, it's a couple months back. It was April 3rd. Uh, awesome. This is a, what's described as a politically charged band with a 77 sound. And it's very accurate. It. <laughs> uh, I love the sound. I love the bands that, that, that throw back and do that 77 sound because... You know, I've heard so many of those 77 songs, so you get to hear the same sound, new song. Yeah. And this song's called Nuclear Missile Crisis. Again, the band is Malavista out of Brooklyn. Thinking of that nuclear missile crisis. I think it sounds like if the damned and stiff little fingers had a baby. Right? <laughs> and they just started playing. Yep. So, the new band, uh, go check them out uh, if you're in New York. I know they're playing shows there in, in around the area. Again, they're from Bo- Brooklyn. Self titled EP, you can go find on their Bandcamp page. Let's do some older slash lesser known tracks. You're up first. Who'd uh, you pick? I picked the band X, Cool Your Jets X. Now these guys are a local band. They've been a they've been a band around since the uh, mid two thousands. And when 
uh, when Salt Lake Hardcore was in the depths with the uh, straight edge, quote, gang mentality. Right. You know, coming off of the heels of that, Cool Your Jets came in, and it was kind of a breath of fresh air. It was like a, you had bands like uh, Cherem and uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Aftermath of a Trainwreck, who were all just very, like, uh, into being heavy and just brutal and, like, as about as low as you could go. And Cooler Jets came in kind of with uh, kind of in the same way that Youth of Today and Gorilla Biscuits came in back in the day, just kind of like with this fresh new sound, a total like a melodic side to it, and kind of invoking the message of like positivity as opposed to brutality. And while Cooler Jets, they still have very much a, you definitely hear the heavy side, especially in the uh, today's song Chopped Liver. You definitely hear a bit more of their uh, thrashy metaler stuff, but there's still a lot of Still a lot of great melodic parts in there, a lot of little uh, guitar harmonies that you hear that uh, often border on the realm of uh, skate punk and whatnot. And yeah, this song definitely get <clears throat> definitely hits on all cylinders. It's heavy, it's melodic, it's got its chant-along parts, it's got its sing-along parts. It's all over the place in the best way possible. And I don't need that to say more. Let's listen to it. <laughs>
Warrior Jets, man. That's a cool band. Yeah, they really are. One of my favorite uh, local bands that came out of the hardcore scene. Uh, probably my favorite old school hardcore band. And for me, old school is like the 2000s, so. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, it's a band that I hadn't heard of prior to this. I mean, I, I saw the name because they're playing a show. So yes. if you're going to be in Utah this weekend, either go see Eric play with Anonymous. Right? Ah, uh, yeah. There's On Saturday. <laughs> two shows going on in two separate parts of the city. Same time. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, the same time. I'm going to play Anonymous's set. And then I'm gonna haul my ass down to the Beehive to get to catch Cool Your Jets set and and yeah, it's kind of a big deal because these guys like never they don't play shows that much anymore. Like the last time they were supposed to play a show was like in 2013, 2014 ish. I saw actually on their Facebook page when uh, H2O was here two years ago, three years ago, something like yeah. that. Yeah, they were on that bill, but the the show got canceled. Yeah, the sh- yeah, so the they show didn't end up playing. Canceled. Yeah, damn. That, that was an inside joke. It was like H2O. Every time they try to play Salt Lake City, it just they something comes up with them. Right. So they had to cancel. So yeah, that was a that was a bit of a that was a bummer. So they've been like uh, on an indefinite hiatus. Like uh, some of the members are involved with different bands. Uh, the singer Blake Ford is uh, currently in the band Crow Killer, which is also another amazing band. Totally stylistically different from what he's doing here. Like this is definitely more on the heavier side, but more of that atonal uh, disembodied sound that came out from the 90s um but yeah i love cool your jets um if you have a chance get go and catch them at the beehive this saturday august 10th they're playing with uh, mandalore fight the future and peter <laughs> <laughs> peter he's an he's an acoustic artist and he's wonderful that's awesome yeah. uh seven bucks get you in the door yep seven dollars that's, a, that's a steal yeah right yeah for a band that doesn't play sh- shows that's a reunion show well so to speak (laughs) that track was chopped liver it was off the saving grace ep that came out in 2007 yeah quite quite some time ago you can find it on amazon music that's where i had to find it all right let's play one more track before we get into our touring band this band is called easy killer they're from connecticut uh they play like hardcore punk and ska they were also on this track was also on the smasher head on the punk rock volume three but it's on their self-titled album easy killer it's called no money no problems (laughs) i like that biggie reference yeah uh july 7th or sorry july 2017 that's when this came out they've been a band since 2015 and they're on Die Hipster Records. That's a, a <laughs> I love I love that title, right? Yeah. Die Hipster Records. They're they're local there up uh, in the northeast there in Connecticut. So go check them out. They got a bunch of good releases. Sweet. This is no money, no problems.
They're from Clinton, Connecticut. Go listen to the rest of that album on their Bandcamp page. Uh, again, easy killer. Next up, we're going to talk about a band who's going to be touring. Ooh, a band that's going to be touring here. Yeah. They'll be touring here. In fact, they're going to start their tour here. Because you know why? Because they're from here. That's right. <laughs> so a band from Salt Lake City. It's called Power Beer. I've talked about these guys on the show before. I've seen them three times. I think I've seen them live. Three, maybe four. I'm sure you've seen them a lot more than that. Seen them? Uh, I sang for them. That's right. <laughs> First show. Yeah. But I've seen them a few other times after that. Uh, this is Power Beer. Their track's called You Can See It. Question mark. No, can you see it? <laughs> oh, yes. I read that backwards. I must be dyslexic. Can you see it? That's why there's a question mark. Can you see it? Can you read it? <laughs> I can't. I- I'm missing it. Eric needs to be- take this part over. Uh, album's called Salvation in Inebriation. They're doing their album release on their kickoff show here. Uh, it's going to be at the Beehive as well, I believe, right? Yeah. Beehive's the hub. Yes, it is. Uh, these guys have been around since 2017, as Eric knows. He was there in the beginning. Yep. <laughs> at the very first show. <laughs> All right, this is Can You See It, right? That's Power Beer. Can you see it? Right? <laughs> I can hear it, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Salvation in Inebriation. Check that out. I'm not sure where it will be available, but I'm sure hoping it is going to be at that show on Thursday. 
if you want to check them out, I'm sure they'll have it available. That's why they plan their tour around their release. Uh, Beehive here on the 8th. On August 10th, they'll be at the Kraken Bar and Lounge in Seattle. They'll be at Le Voyeur Cafe and Lounge in Olympia, Washington on Sunday the 11th. Twilight Cafe and Bar in Portland, Oregon on Monday the 12th. They'll be at the Broken Bottle in Bend, Oregon on Wednesday the 14th. They'll be at Littlewood Fine Art and Community Co-op in Yuma, Arizona on Sunday the 18th. And Chopper John's in Phoenix on Monday the 19th of this month. Uh, there's some holes there, so hopefully they're able to line up some shows, maybe for some California, Vegas, somewhere along the way from Oregon down to Washington. And, uh, you know, go to their Facebook page. I'm sure you'll be able to figure all that out. Uh, cool band, though. I'm excited for them that they're going to get their uh, album released. Hell yeah, got to give it for the homies. Drunk Punk is alive. That's right. <laughs> just got to know where to look. <laughs> All right, let's do a couple cover, uh, good covered cover albums. What, what you, what'd you pick? Why'd you pick? Oh, let's see. I picked the uh, album Superstition from the band Funeral Chic. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I, I, that's what I would say. Yeah, C-H-I-C, Chic. Chic. Yeah. So these guys, they got a bit of a uh, thrashy. Funeral Chic wouldn't, wouldn't go over it. Funeral chick. <laughs> Funeral chick sounds like a typo song. Yes. <laughs> so these guys, uh, like I was saying, they have a bit of a thrashy kind of a bit on the uh, bit on the black metal side when it comes to metal. But again, like I was talking earlier, how it's present they're presenting themselves in a bit more of a uh, in a rudimentary punk format where the uh, songs are uh, more or less very cut and dry, very meat and potatoes. You got a riff, you play it. Play it fast and play it hard, and then you get out of there. So these guys, I saw them with Integrity a couple months ago. Had no idea what I was getting into. I was kind of expecting, uh, from the title, something a bit more on the gothic kind of uh, emo side. Um, pleasantly was surprised that it was something that sounded as heavy as this. Right? Yeah, and as you can, as you can hear, it's got those little chuggy, down-tuned, muddy riffs on there. Yeah, and they just... They just love to get people banging their heads. So I, I really enjoy these guys. And this album is, like, flawless, in my opinion. <laughs> Definitely one of the best uh, metal punk crossover albums of this uh, on this side of the 2010s, I would say. It's newer. It just came out last year, November. So it's yeah. not even a year old yet. Yep, still in its uh, still in its growth stages. So we'll see how well it ages. But for right now, I think it's uh, got a pretty promising life. There you go. Uh, what's this first track? This first track we're listening to is, uh, where's my shoot sheet? Ah, Deep Pockets. Let's go! 
Yeah. <laughs> That's an abrupt ending right there, huh? Yep, pretty much. It's like <laughs> no frills added. Save for that one solo, but it's powerful. Well, this track right here is Rotten to the Core. They're about to say it. <laughs> I should have timed that better. Yeah, whatever. These guys are from Charlotte, North Carolina. They've been around since 2014. You just came across them a few months back. Any final thoughts? Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, they have a bit of that uh, uh, new wave crossover sound, like the think bands like uh, Power Trip or Toxic Holocaust, kind of on that uh, grimier side where it's like you know, really coarse. You know, with, in terms of vocal ranges and production, you know, it's very sandpaper. You feel like you touch it and you're just going to have your hands come back bleeding. <laughs> so, so yeah, this album, it still rips. You know, there's still plenty of riffs on there for the metalheads to bang their heads to. And a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of cool breakdowns for all the hardcore kids to dance to as well. Right. I think it's got a great in-between vibe in there, like as crossover should. Well, I'm going to change that's what gears it's supposed to be. with mine. <laughs> Mine's Gimpfist. They're from the UK. This is a little bit different sound. A little bit. <laughs> Slightly. They just came out this album on the 26th, and I'm already putting it in the great cover to covers. Uh, I, I've heard this one and uh, the one I'm playing next week both came out on July 26th, but I've heard them a couple times through, and I just really enjoy Gimpfist. This track's called Political Manipulation. It's off the album Blood. Yeah. 
That's a message for all politicians. Dirty tricks will not tear us apart. All right, that's uh, like that. political manipulation. That's track 14. There's 16 tracks. When Gimp Fist does an album, man. They put out a damn album. <laughs> There's 16 tracks. They're all great. That was towards the end. Now I'm going to play the first track. It's called Louder Than Words. Uh, again, these guys are from Darlington in Northeast UK. Uh, since 2007, they put out eight LPs counting this one. So 12 years, they put out eight LPs. And when they, like I say, when they put out an LP, they, they do. They put out EPs too. The first EP came out in 2005. And their last album was Never Give Up On You. I've got that record behind me. It's awesome. It came out in 2017. This is a great band. Uh, Louder Than Words. Message in my music. Yeah. And uh, Gim Fist is doing it. Uh, great album, Blood. I really like it. I like their sound. Uh, definitely style of music. Uh, kind of street punk, oi sound. And I like it. I think these guys did a great job. Uh, I really like Louder Than Words. There's yeah. so many great tracks to choose from. So narrowing it down to just a couple to play, I opted to go with, you know, Louder Than Words. That's how they wanted the album to kick off. Yeah. And then was the first track on this one, right? <laughs> so perfect. Political manipulation. That's uh, sending out a message to any politicians. Gimpis was doing it. I'm reiterating it. Yeah, some <laughs> they just don't get it, man. Right? <laughs> been saying, been saying that same message for years, and some people still need to hear it. Right. So as as long as more people are uh, putting that message out there, I'm certain that. That increases the odds of somebody following through with it. Yeah, we're not going to fall for those tricks. Yeah. All right, let's play a couple metal tracks and wrap this show up. You picked one that this is an older metal track. Oh, much older. This yeah. is when metal 
was creating operas because the tracks were so long. Yeah. <laughs> long metal tracks. This is before uh, hair metal and thrash metal divided the scene and bands like Judas Priest and Iron Maiden still dominated in the metal realm. And this band, except coming out of Germany, they came through with this breakthrough hit, Balls to the Wall. You know, it became huge, huge airplay on MTV. You know, the music video got a lot of got a lot of views back then as well. And the song itself was just brash. It's fucking heavy. <laughs> what else can I say about it? Right? Uh, they, they've been a band since 76. The band members started in other bands like in the 60s leading up. Like, so the start of this band really let, was from the 60s yeah. leading up to when it actually formed in 76. And then this track came out in 84. And yeah. these guys still play music. Yep, they're, they're still out there. They're still putting out music, still touring. Haven't seen them yet, but I can imagine that this song live would kick more, if not the same amount of ass, as it does on this record. <laughs> <laughs> from Germany I hear ACDC yeah right? in the voice anyway <laughs> yeah definitely that's what a lot of people uh, compare them to they're like the German ACDC nice. especially in the 80s when uh, uh, Johnson was singing for them right yeah especially with a uh, high kip high pitched vocals yeah <laughs> like right there just can't deny that comparison right <laughs> song continues to play you know I, I hear the debates and sometimes even participate in the debates of who started punk rock who are the first punk rock bands but when it comes to metal do you have an opinion on when did metal start who were the first band or bands that started this type of metal I mean this band started in 76 obviously this is a track that came out eight years after they started so yeah. I'm not as familiar with this band you know, from 76 to 84 and just in their history in general. So I don't know how much their sound has evolved, but in your opinion, or should I say, do you have an opinion of 
Wh- where did metal start? At what point? Um, I would say metal was the uh, answer to all the to all the hippie music that came out as a result of the '60s. You know, the flower power, the fight for your right, the you know all the good positive messages that was flowing around. And but then there were just these musical artists that were looking at that stuff and just calling bullshit. <laughs> just saying, you know, it's really not that pretty. You know, it's not all flowers and sunshine over here. And I think the band that really kind of set that message, and it's been said by many, and I'm saying it again, it will be Black Sabbath for me. Okay. Like, they definitely took the idea of the, the brash riff that had been brought forth by such hippie music, like, uh, you know, your Jimi Hendrix and your, uh, your Led Zeppelin type stuff, really laying out what the guitar is capable of. But the fact that Tony Iommi had uh, had his fingers chopped off and had to recreate, well, tips of his fingers, and had to recreate them with literal metal <laughs> to be able to play on the guitar and had to tune down his instrument so that he would be able to play the strings easier and basically just kind of creating music that was all about the heaviness of the riff. Not trying to be flashy, not trying to show off like a Jimmy Page or a Jimi Hendrix or a, or a Jeff Beck, but really just trying to like let the mood speak for itself. And Black Sabbath was a really dark, very depressing, occultish band, so they really brought the image of that in there. <laughs> so that's what I would. That's how I would say it, you know. And I've been listening to Sabbath for years. Definitely one of the bands that uh, uh, changed my outlook on. Uh, rock and roll music because before that I was listening to Zeppelin and ACDC those 70s bands that my my dad grew up with and turned me on to right yeah but when I heard Sabbath I could hear that was like a different kind of heavy right (laughs) it's like this is something different this is dark this is brooding it's not fast it's not yeah it's really slow (laughs) like it's atmospheric and there was just something about that that drew that to me and you know they still hold up you know because a lot of bands that i listened to back then i don't listen to now but sabbath always kind of uh stuck with me all right quick question then are you an ozzy as a solo artist fan yeah okay yeah i'm still into ozzy solo stuff you know particularly the stuff he did with randy rhodes just unmatched and uh i haven't listened to much of the stuff he put out in the 2000s or 2010s like uh, after black rain that's kind of when i stopped uh following his career and black rain itself only had like a couple good songs on there but what like, about uh, dio yeah. as the singer for black sabbath dio he had a few good he had a few good songs with there like i'm uh definitely more of a fan of dio as a solo artist as when he was in uh black sabbath because uh i think the I think when he joined Black Sabbath, they kind of polished up their sound a little bit and tried to make it a bit uh, a bit prettier while still trying to be heavy because Dio is all about the uh, operatic form. You sure. Know? You see that in his work in Rainbow and his solo stuff. And I, I get he was trying to bring that to Black Sabbath, definitely trying to bring himself in there. And it worked. Like, it definitely garnered a new realm of fans in there. And lots of people are like... <laughs> Those are the two vocalists they argue about on who was better. So to be compared to Ozzy in that sense is kind of an honor, (laughs) I would say. Because Sabbath, they've had multiple vocalists, and a lot of them were terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible in the sense, like, they had to follow up with uh, Ozzy and Dio, which gave two very distinct personalities to Tony Iommi's riffs. 
So, well, yeah, I like him, but not as much as uh, Ozzy's, uh, Ozzy's stuff in Sabbath. That's my favorite era. I'm going to take our metal from about gear two, and we're going to crank this up a bit. This is Static X. This is their very first single, Push It, off of their uh, debut album, Wisconsin Death Trip. <laughs> they released this March 23rd, 99, so this is right after I graduated high school. <laughs> this one I was uh, starting grade school. <laughs> uh, these guys are, were from L.A. Uh, Wayne Static, he passed away in 2014. Uh, Static X has... Got together with a, a mystery singer, spinning on what you believe could be Edsel Dope, wearing a mask, not important, but if you enjoy their music and enjoy hearing their music played, they're on tour uh, pretty much most of 2019 through North America and Europe. They've done a whole bunch of North America already. I think they're going to Europe if they're not already there. And then they're going to wrap up the year here in the U.S. And they should be here in Utah on December 10th. You can go see them at the Royal. The Royal? At the Royal. Wow. <laughs> Definitely slimmed down the audience size. Compared to, I've seen a lot of the shows they've done this year so far. They're huge crowds. So, really? Uh, I'm kind of surprised at the, the Royal being the venue because it's it's a club. It's, it's a lot smaller. So yeah. maybe that'll also, change. I think it's also kind of that go-to place for uh, people who are like still into that type of music. Yeah, like, I don't know what to call it. It's not alternative not really metal it's kind of hard rock new metal something something where in that range yeah, i'd say it's around there people are fans of like tool and uh all those type of all those type of bands where it was like uh mixing metal in with so many other different sounds yes yeah. and in static case static x case it was kind of the uh industrial kind of digital vibe with it sure yeah there's a lot of uh, industrial metal i like crossbreed i don't know if you ever heard crossbreed there for sure they got that industrial sound and, and uh static x is there too yeah yeah static x that kind of brings me back to uh middle school when i was getting into heavy music like uh it was static x it was a uh, slipknot it was corn it was all the all those bands that have like uh, started in the 90s and got really big in the 2000s so since me and all my friends, we grew up in the 2000s, and that was like some of our introduction to heavy music. So those were a lot of bands that still uh, stick with us in our subconscious. Uh, right. Again, go back and listen to them every now and then. For the most part, some of those bands didn't really age well, uh, at least for me, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, but some of the some of which I keep going back to, like I'll. Like I'll keep going back to Slipknot. I just saw them last week. How was that show? You told me you were gonna go. Yeah, it was. It was. I wish fun. I would have went. <laughs> it was super. I saw fun. some videos. The, uh, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, definitely did a lot of the uh, old songs. Some new, some new songs that they played, which I was uh, 
Uh, kind of iffy with on the recordings, but when I heard them live, it was definitely a different experience. Oh, great. Yeah. And a lot of uh, a lot of deep cuts that I would never expect to have heard them play, like uh, the song Prosthetics from the first album. Never thought I would hear that one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, also Vermilion, which I haven't heard live yet. Like I've seen him three times, and I don't believe I've ever heard him play Vermilion. Oh, that's so cool. That was a Good pretty. Trick. That was a pretty cool one. Yeah. Which what was weird for me? Like uh, my only complaint was that they didn't do Wait and Bleed. Oh, <laughs> it's like that's one of your biggest singles, and you're just not gonna play it, right? Maybe they're just tired of playing. You know, I as can... much as they tour, that's probably <laughs> yeah. why you you heard some deep cuts you weren't expecting, and then yeah, uh, some tracks that uh, you didn't get to hear. Yeah, but they still got it. Like I'm still very surprised that. Uh, Enjoy the other bands that we're playing? Uh, that's <laughs> what kind of slugs is like. We uh, got there pretty late. Okay. So uh, I really wanted to see Behemoth. Like, I'd only seen them live once. It was years ago, and total mesmerizing experience. You know, it's it's a whole setup. Like, right. the whole satanic th- theme is uh, alive and well in their uh, stage presence. And I really wanted to see them, but they were the first band to play, and we got there too late, stuck in traffic. And we got there just in time to catch the last part of Gojira's set. What'd you and think? I like them. They're I, from France. I really like Gojira. That's yeah. uh yeah, they definitely got a unique sound to them. Yeah. And yeah, that uh yeah, that kind of a bit on the uh proggy side, but not too spacey, which is not going too much into like contortionist or uh any of those bands where it's like it sounds like it was made by robots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these guys, Gojira, I like them a lot. They still hold they still hold their own on the brutality scale. And, and then there was Volbeat, and I never listened to Volbeat. Like, I... I hear them. My brother-in-law's a yeah. fan. And I've they heard them. They're fans. a very popular band. Like, they're always on... You play that type of rock or metal, whatever it is, the radio stations yeah. are playing that band, if you head to that those channels. So yeah. they're definitely up there. They're popular. I'm not surprised they were with Slipknot. It's just not my cup of tea. Like, the singer's voice. I just have a hard yeah. time with his voice. Maybe it's just the accent because they're from Sweden, I think. Or Yeah, they are from – I'm pretty sure they are from Sweden. It's either Sweden or definitely up in the Scandinavian country. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I agree. Like, the guy's voice is uh, – yeah, it, it's ranged too much on like the old, uh, like old school dad rock. Yeah, <laughs> for me or dad metal, <laughs> you know. And and I like that stuff. Obviously, I'm into accept. Yeah, you know? but I don't know Volbeat for what one reason or another. I couldn't get into them, but you know that's fine. They got their fans, so clearly I don't think they're trying to win me over. <laughs> well, there's Eric's review of the Slipknot show. Uh, Eric, where can people find you on social media? Uh, they can find me on scary uncle underscore nine Eric ninety seven on Instagram. You can find me at Eric U Norris on Facebook. Uh, you can find my bands Suburban Hellkill and Anonymous on Instagram as well at Suburban Hellkill all one word and at Anonymous Band Official on Instagram and on Facebook it's just Anonymous Band and Suburban Hellkill. On Facebook, no perfect. Frills. Exactly where to, f- exactly how it sounds. If you're in Utah, you can catch both those bands this weekend: Suburban Hellkill Friday, Anonymous Saturday, and next Tuesday, week from today, yep. Suburban Hellkill. <laughs> so we'll be recording on a different day next week. Yep, we'll be. Uh, 
We'll have to work around my schedule a little yes, bit. Yes, <laughs> that happens. Uh, if you want to find the bands that were on the show on Twitter, you can find at Longshot underscore Odds, at Malavista NYC, at Cool Your Jets UT, at Easy Killer CT, at Power Beer One, at Funeral Chic NC, at Gimp Fist. And if you want to find me, I'm at Another Punk SLC on Instagram at Pig Destroyer Official, at Longshot Odds, at Malavista NYC, at Easy Killer CT, at Power Beer Punks, that's with an X on the end, at Funeral Chic, and shows at SLC Punkcast. Facebook is at The Real Pig Destroyer, at Longshot Odds, at Malavista NYC, at Cool Your Jets UT, at Easy Killer CT, at Power Beer Punks, I'm getting them... (laughs) Just blurring them all together now. At Funeral Chic NC, at Gimpist, at Accept the Band, at Static X, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining. You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, SLC Punkcast, probably anywhere else you can find uh, podcasts. Thank you. You found us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking your time. Eric, thank you for joining me yet again. Wonderful time as always. I love doing it. Play the fucking (laughs) outro.